This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan as we move into our number eight of Peaceathon, 877-881-1053 on the truckwreck.com text line or on the Twitch or in the YouTube. Tell us how many hours you have been rocking with us because we definitely want to know. want to bring your attention to items number 239 and, excuse me, 139 and 140, Blaze Pizza for one year and Corey in a little bit I'll let you bestow the virtues of that because there is going to be a whole bunch of Blaze Pizza. Oh, their pizza is fantastic, dude. That is uh they I, I love they have unique styles of pizzas yes, too that go do. along with it so you can kind of change it up just a little bit, but I love Blaze Pizza, man. Thank you for uh for those donations. That's amazing. Are there any other auction items you feel like we need to spotlight before we move into Cowboys win because Cowboys lose because? Uh, we do have the uh, individual Dirk Nowitzki personalized uh, Nike shoes autographed. Those two are items number one and two. I just told you about the Sean Sharif uh, in Hurtado cooking class at Globe Life Field. That's going to be awesome. Dinner with Eric Nadell and Derek Holland at Hurtado. And we added another Brian Broaddus uh, dinner at, Her- wow. at Hurtado and Mavs game with Chris Arnold. We added another one of those. So you get to go to the game, wow. hang out with CA. And then, like, if you look like, I love this Andrew Heaney autographed baseball. Uh, the Martin Perez autographed baseball. By the way, the, I got those directly from the Rangers. The uh, the the Acuna, the Ronald Acuna uh, one of one card that we got directly from the people, uh, our friend Eric Norton yes, over there. Yes, we did. And like that's an awesome item that you don't you just can't find anywhere else. That, there are a lot of things that you can't find anywhere else. The 2011 ALCS game used base. Oh my that we gosh! Got from I got that from Roadshow. So some from Texas Roadshow card shop, they were also super, super generous. So if you're out in Mansfield or if you're near Mansfield and you're looking for an excellent shop with excellent prices, Roadshow is where it's at. And also they like to donate to charity. So maybe go check them out. And I want to add just this to uh, this is something that we uh, this is thanks to my possibilities and their relationship with Kendra Scott. Uh, they have uh, a bunch of items that are in like the $50 range right now. Current bids at $50, $40 on some of them too. There are necklaces, uh, bracelets, and rings that you can go check out as well. Uh, so those are some, I think those are unique items that if you're looking for gifts for somebody, uh, we have those available. We tried to find lots of different variety this year. Kevin, you crushed it. Finding variety of Thank things you. across the board that can really uh, appeal to everybody, man. Now, we bring to you, well, Cowboys win because Cowboys lose because you want to get involved in that conversation, 877-881-1053. Here to join said conversation, it is Zach Wolchuk from the G-Bag Nation. 
Welcome, sir. Thanks, boys. How the hell are you? It's going pretty darn well. Uh, do we want to go ahead and maybe not give the number just quite yet, but... Ooh, number time. It's... Number time. How number about I tell time. You th- how about we tell you this? It is 12.05 in the p.m., and thanks to you guys, we have now crossed the threshold for the most money ever raised... During Peaceathon, what at noon? At, at noon, noon. Dude, yeah, this I have is no amazing. clue what to do now. Like, do we just stop? We set new records. Yeah, let's set new records. And if you want to donate, 1053thefan.com/slash/peaceathon. You can also donate if you want to get involved in the auctions. Great. Yes. If you want to donate, let's do that. So Wolchuk is suggesting do what Deron Bland's going to do by the end of the year. Yes, break the record for most pick six touchdowns or pick sixes. And then break your own record as you just continue moving just along. Just keep record setting. Yes. That's what we do here. Yeah. Just I like, like that. Chris Arnold finds new Hall of Fames to get into every yes. year. Yes. <laughs> We're going to keep setting records right here at my possibilities. I love that idea. That's a great idea. Let's do it. Now it's time for Cowboys win because Cowboys lose because. I know this has been a difficult subject You're the past ridiculous. three weeks. What are you doing here? As this is the third straight week that the Dallas Cowboys have been double digit favorites. So. You have to give me a Cowboys win because and a Cowboys lose because. Would you like me to start or Woolchuck? Would you like to start? Uh, you know, I'll, I'll throw this out here, boys. I'll, I'll kick this off. Cowboys win because Deron Bland does indeed have another pick six, and ah. Dak Prescott oh, throws for not three but four it. touchdowns against that really bad Commander secondary. Yeah, I I actually uh, was it this morning. I'm you know time's starting to blur together a little bit. That's fair. Uh, I predicted four touchdowns from the cow or four uh, was it four interceptions for the Cowboys? Four turnovers for the Cowboys, zero for the Commanders. I love it. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, turnovers gain. Yeah, not turnovers lost. We win because the we win the turnover we, battle for nothing. If we lose okay. the turnover battle by Plus four, four, yeah, I got this game's to pick them. If we lose the turnover battle by four, it's a coin toss. Yeah, and, and I'm saying this like, okay, we're gonna get a pick six, and Dak's gonna throw for four touchdowns and tread the Commanders. This is actually gonna be a tough game. The Commanders are not a terrible football team by any means, and I think the Cowboys lose because the Commanders run on them. Like if you're Washington and you're watching the Cowboys defense, why would you not just run the football? But couldn't you apply that? You're right. I just want to say that first. Couldn't you apply that same level of logic in some of their other games? Yeah. And they seem resistant to it. They're like, no, passing is the way to go, regardless of what the defensive front is in front of them. Well, because the teams, they start to panic. They're like, oh, my gosh, now we look up, we're down multiple touchdowns. We got to throw the football. Nah, you don't really have to throw the football. That's not the path to success right. against the Cowboys. And Brian Robinson is quietly having a really good season for Washington. That's how the Cowboys would lose. And then, of course, offensively, if you are turning the football over, which you're not going to do because you're going to be plus four. Just yeah. quick side thing, philosophical thing. I want to get y'all's take on this. I always think it's weird when it's the beginning of the second quarter, midway through the second, and it's a 10 to 14 point game, and people are like, well, we couldn't run the ball. Got to throw it. Got to air it out. That makes no sense to me. Let's cue up the Dotson ball. That's preposterous. You have plenty of time to continue. Yeah, uh, this that is that is but plays right into the Cowboys' hands, which is why they, this is one of the reasons, Zach, I don't know if y'all. If y'all have discussed this as much in the post-game show as maybe Eric and Broadus would in the pregame, and that is one of the reasons I think that McCarthy's like, hey, let's go ahead and grab this ball early. Let's get the coin flip, take the ball. I got a rookie quarterback I'm going up against. I might as well get a lead early and then make them chase us for the rest of the day. I think that's kind of a that's a philosophical approach. And then if they're throwing, they're in trouble against our guys. Yeah, they are, uh, because I don't think they're going to be able to protect offensively. So I think with this, I think Cowboys win. Um, because one, Dak is going to throw for 337 yards. Let's go! 
Uh, and on top of that, Pollard's going to be close to 100 rushing. Ooh, it's I'm nervous be a solid, about running the ball. I know, but it's going to be a solid day of offense. It, the reason why the running's going to be so good is because of the passing is going to open up the running game. And then obviously later into the game, we try to run the clock down. The Cowboys lose if they can't stop the run. Agreed. Yeah. From That's going to be the biggest issue. I know. I, I'm with you a million percent on that. From the 214, this is interesting. And I have another question to go along with this. Yay. Cowboys win because Tony Pollard finally has his big breakout game and gets two touchdowns and 150 yards. Oof. And Cowboys lose because they aren't getting my sister's my sister-in-law's gravy on their turkey tomorrow. I'll that is an interesting, we'll allow it. This might sound guess, wild. Uh, sister-in-law's gravy, okay. What would, I, <laughs> what would I tell what would you think if I told you I thought <laughs> that <laughs> is that's why they lose right there. That is baby Noah who he likes to be able to move around and just not just stud. sit with me. Is he trying to read? Yeah. Yeah, he is. he's got cards it's and going words. Did you know you could read? Yeah, yeah he cannot. Is do you think it's weird if I say I thought last week was his breakout game? I, I know no, the yardage yeah. wasn't there, but I, I thought he looked much better last week. You're right. Uh, it was strong. It was his best yeah. game of the season. I mean, that touchdown run, that was an angry man's run. Yeah, it was. And, he, and he showed a little bit of burst and that quickness we've been wanting to see to get through to and through the hole, like Broadus likes to say. Yep. But then the finish there. He had a run for about 13 yards that they got set up inside the red zone against the Giants the week before. That got me a little more confident. Okay, I think Tony Pollard's turning the corner here. And because of the phrasing that you just used, I want to remind everybody that on 1053thefan.com slash peaceathon, we have a Ricky Williams autographed jersey that is inscribed, hitting holes and smoking bowls. I might need to go bid on that right <laughs> that now. That is a real thing. <laughs> That's my motto. That I could see that. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Can I get, oh, yeah? <clears throat> I could definitely. Oh, yeah? I, I could definitely see that. From the that. 682, Cowboys win because Sam Howell gets sacked 11 times. And then the you're it's not, possible. You're not gonna like. I really it. do think that's a possibility. How many of those are Micahs? And yeah. he's right back leading the league in sacks again. And he's yeah. gonna tell Brian Brunus, "I told you I wasn't slowing down." Exactly. And uh, and Dorrance Armstrong was getting good pressure last week. I think he can he can add to that if he wants to against uh, against this offense. Fowler well. gets four sacks on his four snaps. Yeah, It'd be I, amazing. It, it, he is wild oh that he gets as much pressure on the limited snaps. It so is. You're like, how does he not on the field more? And they're just like, you know, we got a lot of rotation. Guys. We got to get Sam Williams out. Got a there. lot of people. My Cowboys win kind of fits with that one, too, is because the commander's offensive line is terrible. The Cowboys had seven sacks against the Giants. They have the number one pass rush win rate person on the team in Micah Parsons. And Sam Howell has been sacked 51 times, by far the most in the league. Yeah, let's ha- let it happen all day. Let's He'll hold like, the football. Yeah. Yeah, he will. Because he's trying to make a big play downfield. Yeah. And I wonder how much of that, like, I know Enemy is trying to implement something new here. I wonder how much of that is when Enemy was working with Mahomes. Mahomes holding the football is a different story. Yeah. You know, like, when he has the football in his hand, you're like, something, last second, he's going to make a big play. With Sam Howell, it's just a little different. But he's treating him like that. He's treating him very similar to the way Andy Reid did offense. And then Cowboys lose because... I thought about this, and this might sound odd because of the fire sale that they had, is the commanders can still at times be effective stopping the run. Like, you look back at the Giants game, and until they got to the fourth quarter, they completely neutralized the Giants running game. I know that is a hit-or-miss prospect, 
for the Commanders. But that is something that they've shown the ability, even with offloading two of their premium talents, right. that they can stop the run. Yeah, Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen are still two of the best yes. defensive tackles in all of football. So that's why for the Cowboys, I want to see more of that pin and pull that you use to get steel on the edge. Steel eliminates two Carolina Panthers, and then you have a 21-yard run from Tony Pollard. You need to hit the edge. Perimeter runs will be the key for the Cowboys. What have you thought about Terrence Steele, let's just say last week? Last week was his best game. Yeah. Last week was okay. Here's Terrence Steele. I mean, it, it was awesome that him and Pollard seem like they're both coming off major injuries. They both had slow starts to the season. We've all kind of been writing them off a little bit. It seems as though now we've hit Thanksgiving, uh, and and I know Bill Parcells used to be like, hey, y'all are what you are, right? And it, it, the season never really starts till after Thanksgiving. You start building up steam, yep. getting to the postseason. Well, now those two guys seem like maybe they're starting to trust themselves a little bit mentally there, there's always things that, that are weird coming off injuries we saw that with Michael Gallup yes. last year but I, I thought Steele Steele came off his best game from the 469 Cowboys win because the defense gets two touchdowns and a total of four takeaways Cowboys lose because of Mike McCarthy play calling we need to check and see if that was Bobby's number and from another 469 oh, Cowboys win because Tank gets seven sacks and ties Derek Thomas's seven? record and then the Cowboys lose because they can't stop the run. I love the Demarcus Lawrence love, though. We need more tank love out He's there. He's like, right. the, there's never been enough love for what he no. does, what he does well. But who's fault, whose fault oh, is that? Oh, no. Hey, are you, are you a tank He's hater? overpaid for not having okay. enough, as many sacks as he Hold as on. Does Hold on. Are we serious? Hold we're, on, we're Wolchuk. Doing this. We're doing this. There is a middle ground here, I believe. I think you can say he is underrated he is. and agree with that. However, I also think you can add in the reason why he's underrated is he got paid money for a skill set that he did not deliver on. Yeah, he got paid for one breakout sack production type of year. And and that's that's my only thing is part of the reason he gets underrated is because he took the money, which again, any logical human yeah. would likely do. Right. And so I think that's the issue. If you just look at it from people's complaints versus production, totally underrated. But it's impossible to factor out the money. And and that's why I think he gets underrated. Yes. I, I no, saw, you're 100% I, right. I saw what you tweeted out. I think there's a middle ground where multiple things can be true. Is he underrated? Yes. He's underrated because the money, he, because he got paid money for something that, like, he he hasn't, done at the same level. he hasn't had a double-digit sack season since. He has several excellent, excellent other attributes, including the run-stopping, that is huge to this team. But it was just the money was what you were thinking, like, is going to go this way. And he kind of moved into a, not a defensive tackle position, but, like, he did some defensive tackle sure, type Sure, like, stuff. if you paid him and you were expecting him to lead the league in sacks, then that was bad money spent. But he is the, maybe the most, the best all-around defensive end in the NFL. Like, you watch the All-22, the most consistent player, including Micah Parsons on the Cowboys' defense, is DeMarcus Lawrence. And there might not have been a better indication of that than the Micah sack that came via DeMarcus Lawrence just swallowing up two human yes. beings on a play. That was awesome. He, yeah, he's against the run. He's absolutely superb. The pressures have been there. The sack production, I get it. Has that declined some? Sure. But if we're looking at sacks as the end-all, be-all, we need to reevaluate how we're looking at defense. And that is a fair point. That's why I said I think it can be right. multiple things. For the KNC Masterpiece, Corey, do we need an update? I, there's this look on your face 
I feel like we need an update. Uh, no, we're good right now, man. I think everything is rocking along. We got, okay. I have some stuff to discuss with you in the break, but I think we're good. Man. But we oh. do have a lot of cool items. Should I mention any of those that are still out there for everybody? We can in just a few minutes. Oh, we, got a, we got a former ranger hopping on the show with us. Oh, uh, you didn't I'm play with here. him. He's from my childhood. Oh. Uh, but I'm excited to hear That's how traffic. he feels about, uh, about the Rangers winning the yeah. World Series. Let's talk with Pete O'Brien. Yeah, Pete O'Brien next. Right here as part of the Peaceathon on 105. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Three, the fan. Gary does not have a big lead. To the plate it comes, and O'Brien pulls this one. Uh-huh. It's deep to right field. Winfield to the track. Can he get it? It's gone! Rangers lead 2-0 as Pete O'Brien sneaks one out of here. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 through the fan. You heard the highlight right now. It is the man himself, former Texas Rangers first baseman and our favorite Rangers player growing up. It is Pete O'Brien. Good morning, sir. Excuse me. Good afternoon, sir. Hey, how are you guys doing? Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. We're doing fantastic. We're in the midst of our 14-hour charity show today. So if at any reason... At any point, if we need to pick up the energy, just let us know, and we'll make sure to do that. You got it. All right. Now, we have a question for you that actually got submitted by Eric Nadell. Yes. is We talked with Eric Nadell earlier today, and he said there was a spring training and wanted to know if you had any recollection of working with Dick Allen and if that helped you at all in your career progression. Yeah, you know, Eric mentioned that when we got together last year, I think, for uh, the 80s. We were recognizing the 80s. And uh, I do remember Dick Allen being down there, and I was a big Dick Allen fan for sure. And uh, But Eric kind of, you know, he knew something a little bit more than maybe I remembered about Dick, you know, kind of working with me a little bit. And I, I would have totally been all ears on that one. But then Dick sent something very nice to Eric and said, hey, this guy's going to be, you know, a really a, a nice player. So uh, to hear that from Eric and uh, recollecting some of that is, uh, yeah, that's a good memory. That's a, that was a hell of a hitter right there, Dick Allen. 
Now we have we have Derek Holland in studio with us today, and uh, and and Mike Bassick usually is uh, is on with us. He's uh, stepped out for just a little bit, but he'll be back. And both of those guys are former Rangers, and and we've kind of had a chance to talk about this World Series win with them. And I was just kind of curious for for what you were uh, for to like to me and Kevin growing up. Do you still have it, that connection, that fraternity connection to the Rangers, where you're like that World Series was part mine now? Yeah, I mean, I'm just, you know, when when that final out was made, I was really, what was going through my mind was, you know, Mark Holtz, Eric Nadell, John Blake, Tawny Taylor, the fans, you know, these folks have been with the, you know, program for decades and for them to get to enjoy something like this. And I know, Derek, your club got awfully close and that kind of whetted everybody's whistle. Um, so to have it finally come to fruition, I think was just uh and the fans. I mean, you know, these Texas fans have been with this club for a long time. They've sat through a long, a lot of long, hot summers. And mm-hmm. uh, for them to close that out, you know, that was kind of what was going through my mind. It was, yeah, you feel a part of it because, you know, we all are a part of it. And we've had, we've all played our part in it. But uh, that group's a special group that uh, brought it home this year. It's okay if we yelled out happy expletives to you, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. yes. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Good. I, I just, I is. just wanted to, I just want to be sure. Pete, one of the the other things that you know I remembered growing up, and I, I kept telling my dad, I have to hit with one glove because Pete O'Brien hits with one glove. What was the, was that like a golf decision? What was the, the decision behind that? Yeah, you know, you, you when you get to the big leagues, you get all the gloves you want. <laughs> I think going through the minor leagues, you kind of dig around and hopefully you get one. Um, <laughs> And so, yeah, having uh, the one, I just always kind of grew up with one. You know, I, I like to have the feel of the bat in my, uh, you know, without a glove as well. And um, but the one, you know, just because you're using the pine tar, you really don't want to get those stick them on your on your ungloved hand. So that was really the reason just to kind of get that nice grip and be able to use the pine tar as well. For we, we've described this to some of our younger fans. Can you tell us your description of the original Arlington Stadium, because in my mind, it was pretty much all blue with nothing but metal bleachers <laughs> in it. <laughs> well, it was special to me, I can tell you that. It was uh, uh, very quaint, cozy. Uh, you know, you felt like the fans were kind of right on top of you, which they were. And uh, so it was a great place to play. It wasn't a great left-handed hitter's place to play for a lot of years. In fact, when I got called up in 82, um, you know, well, actually Putnam and Bass, both left-handed hitting first basemen, came down to AAA. And I told Rich Donnelly, I need to go to left field because Hostetler went up and he was hitting a home run a day when he first came up. So I figured I needed a new position. And uh, But then they started building that, you know, that uh, wall or the, you know, for the screens and everything and for the big screen TV out in center field. So those walls got taller. And then it turned into a pretty good hitter's park because that wind would come in and then just kind of swirl back out. Do you feel like the old stadiums versus the new ones, you know, you, you brought up something that I love talking about is with the fans being able to be right on top of you versus now it feels like we're farther away from the the players do you think that's like an advantage when it comes to what we can use home field advantage yeah you know that's a good question i always thought and and baseball's you know gonna prove out what's going to be the best but i i like the 40 i think that thing held forty five thousand or somewhere close so you know 
I like that stadium, uh, size stadium for baseball, because I think you can fill it. But now they've really built these new parks, you know, to accommodate just baseball, where it was, you know, Riverfront and uh, Three Rivers. They were football and baseball, so they could get cavernous um, for sure. But I do like the smaller stadiums. I think, uh, well, I think Tori Lovello said it, you know, I mean, that stadium at Globe Life was the, you know, loudest he has ever heard. And uh, so I think they've done a good job kind of accommodating that. And I know that they were, you know, fighting against attendance to host an all-star game and had to be able to, you know, accommodate a certain amount of people. But I think they're kind of getting it right. Pac, uh, yeah, Pac Bell and San Fran seems to be really pretty. You know, Fenway Park, my favorite part, very quaint, fans right on you. So I do tend to like those a little better. Do you miss like the old school names of the parks? I mean, you look at like something like Comiskey Park and you know, I'm just throwing this out there, but like the polo grounds and all that <laughs> stuff. Do you miss those names? And then also who was the toughest pitcher you faced in your career? <laughs> I do miss, you know, I grew, I came up, my first game was in old Comiskey. So, yeah. And then Detroit stadium, uh, tiger stadium, rather, um, you know, those, those were iconic. I mean, I watched those, you know, I'd stay home from school to watch those world series. Uh, even, you know, Anheuser-Busch stadium in St. Louis, um, was pretty quaint and right, you know, right on top of people. But so I think that, uh, to answer your second question, I would have to say any six foot 10 left-hander <laughs> would probably given me a little bit of trouble. Candelari and Randy Johnson come to mind. Uh, Matt Young, very tough. He was about 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, and, you know, he just threw a heavy, heavy ball. So, uh, but, yeah, Randy and Candelaria, and really Willie Hernandez, who just passed away, uh, God rest his soul, I don't think I ever got a hit off him. And uh, But he wasn't as intimidating to me as, you know, Candelaria and Johnson. Is that, um, you know, it was just, those boys were just tough to pick up. Were they intimidating because of the height or because you saw that video where Randy Johnson made a bird explode with a pitch? <laughs> Both. <laughs> I said that could be my head. No problem. <laughs> the, uh, you know, you got you played with some of our era's like greatest uh, Rangers, you know, the Pete Incavillas, the Odeby McDowell's, that right. group. When you're when right. you're watching Steve Bouchelle at third base picking plays and getting them across to you, like what was that that relationship like seeing him play third base over there? Yeah, well, you know the guy before him wasn't too bad either. Yeah, um, yep. you know Buddy was was phenomenal, and Boo, you know, had to step into those shoes. Yep. and you know did an unbelievable job. And I always said, you know. Who took one for the team there because he was really a second baseman and, you know, he would have been an all-star multiple times as a second baseman um, just because he would have, you know, he didn't put up the big third baseman numbers, but those numbers would have been big second baseman numbers. And he got to play over at second a little bit. And I loved him at second because he stuck in the pivot, you know, nobody can knock him off the bag. But it just went to show, you know, how great of an athlete he was. He he made some unbelievable plays, you know, at third base that, you know, he was the best diver I ever saw, I kept telling him. <laughs> he could dive and make those plays, and it was pretty. And he always gave me a perfect throw. So, 
Pete O'Brien with us here in the KNC Masterpiece on Peace-a-thon. And you mentioned defense. Nathaniel Lowe was absolutely fantastic this year. Watching him grow and being a former first baseman as yourself uh, over the last few years, I know how important that gold glove was for him this year, even more important than the silver slugger a year ago. What have you noticed getting to watch Nathaniel Lowe as a Ranger? Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't get Bally, so I didn't watch the Rangers oh, no. until the playoffs. <laughs> uh, you and a lot of fans. <laughs> well, we got good news. It's coming to an end. I'm glad to hear that. But, uh, no, he looks very good over there, and that's why I was a little uh, caught off guard when they said he really struggled defensively because you, you wouldn't know it now. He's really turned himself into a nice first baseman over there. and um, There was a lot to it. You know, you used to hide people over there at first base, and they put the best athletes, I think, over there now. What's the, uh, what's the, you got kids listening out here right now. What's the best advice for those young first basemen? Like what do they, what do they need to work on the most? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I thought, you know, jump roping was the, was the best thing I could do quick. You know, your, your hands are only as quick as your feet. And I would just say, work on your uh, foot speed, your brakes, you know, and, and just repetition after that, it's, you know, taking lots of ground balls in the hole, backhands, forehands, flipping it to first. So there's a lot of things, but you got to love it, you know, and if you love it, and I, I can totally uh, understand him liking getting the golden glove over the silver slugger because it, it, there's so much work that has to go in defensively to, you know, to really, and picking balls, you know, I mean, that just helps the whole confidence of the infield if you can pick the balls for them. And, and so I think, that would have been a thrill. Unfortunately, uh, I never won one, and I had some great first basemen that I was up against with mm-hmm. Mattingly and Murray and those boys. But uh, yeah, I sure would have liked to win one of those. I never cared about those guys as much as you, Pete. Oh my God, not even close. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, you're our Don Mattingly. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, exactly. Now, Cor- Corey asked you about your advice for the kids. I'm curious about when you were a kid. Do you, in fact, have six siblings? I have some. The youngest is seven. You are correct. All right. Can you walk us through how Thanksgiving worked in the O'Brien household? Is it a cutthroat business? How, how did that all go down? No, I mean, it was pretty, it was pretty amicable. Uh, we kind of did things, you know, the day was kind of watching football and then, you know, it was to go out and play in the Turkey ball. You know, we always had the Turkey ball on Thanksgiving day. And, uh, and so, you know, the neighbors would get together, my brothers, would, you know, so we'd have a pretty good, we'd have a pretty good group out there. And, you know, obviously you're hoping for a little rain and a little, uh, you know, mud and, and all of that but uh thanksgiving nothing but good memories for me yeah not too many uh even though my mom was a staunch democrat my dad was a staunch republican the uh they were the dinners were uh never too out of control but they could get close (laughs) (laughs) put the fork down put that fork down whoa whoa, hold on yeah no actually (laughs) i appreciate that very very much thanks for sharing your thoughts on man just so many things we love having you on and appreciate the time very much hey i appreciate you guys are doing a great job man keep it up thank Thank you you so much Hey, there you go, Makes Corey. Feel so good, Pete dude. O'Brien. Thanks for doing a good job. Yes. Do like, you need validation from anywhere else? Eight-year-old Corey is losing his mind right now. Like this is what I keep telling John Blake is uh, getting to work with Derek whenever he pops on with this is amazing. Like you're you're a great dude. You're a genuine guy. Working with Mike's great. 
these interviews we've been able to do this season, we got to we got to talk with uh, Bruce Bochy every week. You know, that was the that was the coolest thing for us because it's a legendary manager who also was just like giving us great marriage advice along the season, you know, (laughs) and then and then throughout the year we were getting all the we were getting players, uh, former players. And it was John would say, who do you want? And I'd just go into my childhood and say this player or I'd go to my card collection and be like, I want to talk to this guy. So it's all the whole bucket's been filled this year, man. Thanks to the Rangers, and then we capped it with the World Series, dude. Unbelievable! It is. This has been the year of dreams. <laughs> We're right? still dreaming. Yes. Yeah. It's so. It, it's just too cool right now. And Kevin, uh, I am looking at. Oh no! I lost the website. Did I close it? I, it's I was looking 105 at one zero five three thefancom slash thon Okay, that's Peace-a-thon. what we are doing today. Pizza thon. That Peace-a-thon. is where we are today. You can go click on uh, make a bid or donate my to my possibilities and go browse the entire setup that we have there. The Mickey Mantle uh, poster, or it's, it's it's a lithograph. It's a lithograph. A lithograph. A lithograph yes. for the Pizzacon that was <laughs> autographed that? by Mickey Mantle. Yes. And Mike says that he thinks that uh, he thinks they rolled that thing up, and it's been in. It's a never tube come out forever. of the tube since it's been signed. But it, it looks amazing. Never out of the Number tube. Number twenty-five. If you want to go get something that has Mickey Mantle's real autograph on there, it's a twenty-six by thirty-eight. His signature. So it's pretty big. His signature is about half the size hmm. of his leg. Like it is, it takes up his whole thigh. I yeah. did hear that. It yeah. is a him and Jim Brown. Yeah. It is a gigantic <laughs> autograph. One, yeah. And obviously, if you know anything about Mickey Mantle, you know his signature is. It's very recognizable and it looks impeccable. I love it, love it, love it. If you want to check that out, it's authenticated too, right? And yes, uh, it is authenticated yeah, so. by PSA via their DNA program by JSA. It was brought to us by Heritage Auctions, which does not usually just give things away. So this was really cool time. for Heritage Auctions, right big there. Time. And I also speak, speaking of cool, I want to shout out Blaze Pizza not only because they brought us pizza, but we found out that, and they did, and it's delicious. And if you're like, hey, I want a six-person uh, six party, we've got that up for auction. You want Blaze Pizza for a year, we have that up in multiple auctions. Their Fort Worth location tomorrow will be open. Essentially, they had employees at various Blaze locations who they didn't have anywhere to go. Like, I, I will admit, I'm guilty of just taking it for granted that, hey, everyone's got a family and everyone's got a place to go on the holidays or whatever. That is definitely not the case. And so... A bunch of employees were like, yeah, we can work. And so their Fort Worth location will be open tomorrow if you want to join the if you want to join the fun. Shout out to Blaze. Absolutely. Blaze it up. Is that really a saying? Do you guys use that? I don't know. We can now. Blaze it up. It's now a slogan. Yeah. Yeah. Blaze it up with the blazing pizzas. Sales will rock it. Yes, they will. All right. We have shooting straight up. We're in the midst. We're in the midst of Pizza Thon. Put that you, pizza burger on the menu. Oh yeah. my gosh. Pizza, pizza burger. I'll blaze it up. You're doing a great job. Blaze. I wanted to ask you guys a question, and this is going with the Cowboys. <laughs> uh-huh. We all know the Cowboys play on Thanksgiving. Like we've talked about that. But they do? Yes, it's true. Are you sure about that? I am. Are you sure? Does your family build its holiday around that game? And if so, what's the schedule? Because I was born and raised here in the Metroplex, and obviously I know Corey was as well. And so that's that's my only Thanksgiving experience. I can't imagine going to some city where you don't have a vested interest in the football game right. that day that's weird. And, and, and how your day goes. I would say we don't invest it into that game. 
It's more about getting invested into the game. So the goal is, according to Wendy, uh, my mother, she would like to have the food ready to go by 1 o'clock, no later. So that way, too, we can eat and start watching some of the football. But lucky for me, TV just happens to be right there. Nice. There is something about the lunch because then you can just keep going back. Well, Thanksgiving, you don't really have. There's no rules. There's no set. It's called dinner, right? At whatever time, it's dinner. Supper. I think it's just called food for the day. Sure. Thanksgiving food day. Yeah, because you don't. I mean, think about it. Do you really sit there and be like, all right, lunchtime, time to eat. No. Dinner time, time to eat. Yeah, because when you're in school, you're still thinking that way. Yeah. You're just like, oh, it's a certain time, but yeah. I don't. I'm he an grabs adult. a tray. We're, yeah, we're, we're adults, adults here. Yeah, we can do whatever we want. <laughs> Here's yeah. my tray. Big boy table. Fill me up, please. <laughs> the big boy bowl. table. Yeah, I have a table. Got my big so boy s- pants on. You said one o'clock yep. is usually eating time. What about for one, y'all? One o'clock has always been the time, uh, and even with the in law there were a few years where we were trying to do three Thanksgivings in one day. So we would like try to hit all the families in Good one Lord, day. That's a lot. It's of food. tough. It's very difficult. Now I'm able to spread it over a three day span. That's been my, it's been a uh, very fortunate to do that. But, uh, but yeah, the, even the in-laws were like, no, we watch the game here. And so like we're hosting this Good. year and the in-laws were like, yeah, we'll be there. It's one o'clock. Right. And I was like, they, they, they know what I'm talking about here. So this is, it's all planned out, yeah, man. Right. We're ready to rock. It's all about working around the Cowboy game, and it has been ever since I grew up. My grandparents had season tickets. Sometimes I would get to go with them to Texas Stadium, which was always a blast. Other times we would eat with them after the game when they would come afterwards, uh, and then we would do like a lunch deal around 11 o'clock. Sometimes we'd hit that brunch that they do mm, at some of these hotels yeah. with my dad's side of the family. Smart. That was awesome. Yeah. This year we're doing lunch uh, at about noon, and then I'm going to head to the stadium to work halftime and post game. And then uh, my fiance will get it a plate for me, and I'll have that when I come home as well. That's what I was going to say. Do you? Does it change because of you having to work? It has this year. Did yeah. you guys work the Cowboys games too, or no? They well, never let us. And never. So okay, we no, that's all, what I was going to say. We were always How did they let me in. do this? I, we, were, we were always the lead in. Yeah, in that's the, right. Yeah, Eric and I did that a couple yeah. years, which was fun. Yeah. I did. I did cover. I've covered multiple Thanksgiving Day games, and. Anytime you hear a media member say that Jerry Jones, the spread that he gives for everybody is amazing, he's not. They're not lying. It's not a lie. It's it's amazing. Everything like, you want, everything you envision on your Thanksgiving table, it's there. It's on the table, and it's it's made perfectly. You know, it's it's one of those where, as media members, that is the one the one thing. And, it, and Zach, you know, from like covering high school sports too, maybe you get a nice spread from like Plano West or something. Yeah. Uh, and then you Ooh, might get Chick Fil A. Yeah, you might get. Oh yeah, Dickies one night, or you get oh, a bunch of crockpots uh, mm-hmm. out at like uh, was it Wiley or something yes. like that. And so it's always different, but the way Jerry Jones and family do it, man, it's fantastic. They do it right. Now, it's fascinating the wide range of opinions on here is from the 214. My wife's family doesn't plan for S. Last year it was at her grandpa's, and that dude doesn't even have cable TV. <laughs> from the, Man, there's I appreciate that level of bitterness because I would also be like, what, what is this from the 469? Yes, got to eat before 2 to watch them boys from the 817. Prayer and eating right at Cowboys kickoff. Now, that is interesting because we have kind of the uh, separation of church and state there where you have to go eat at the fancy table for (laughs) Thanksgiving, and the fancy table is in one of the rooms that doesn't have a TV. And so on purpose. Yeah, I think. Okay. I think so. I feel like the fancy table is directly positioned away from a television for this exact reason. And so we always eat at two. And so that still gives you plenty of time to eat fellowship and all that good stuff and then the game starts and then we would do dessert and coffee at halftime was 
what the grown-ups Ooh, would do. Fancy. Wait, no naps? Desserts and coffee. I mean... I mean, I'm, it's food coma time. Not during the Cowboys game, though. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't be napping. No, we're that. invested. I usually hit halftime. You get a 12-minute nap in? Yep. Well, I guess it's a little longer since they're going to have Dolly Parton. Didn't, did you mix that up? Dolly? I thought it was, said Reba McIntyre. Yeah, yeah Jerry Reba. said it was Reba. No, it's Dolly. Yeah, it's definitely Dolly Parton. That was a huge announcement. And I, as Nick Eatman told us <laughs> earlier this huge. morning, he almost broke that story when Dolly was here a while back for the, the was it the CMAs? Yes. Uh, and she kind of, she, she was asking her people, can we make this announcement now? And they were like, no, 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 not yet. So he almost got that story to break. The so. timing of, of which is very important, though. It's got to be before or after kickoff. Yes. I'm not messing with this during the game, and I've dodged a bullet here because I'm going to be working it that's so good. my in-laws which will be my in-laws uh they're doing something at five o'clock in the afternoon i looked over at maya i'm like maya you know that's going to be right around third fourth quarter why the hell would they be eating during the most important part you would think of the cowboy game i wouldn't be doing that and i don't care if there's a, a tv right there i'm not leaving the screen to go and get food we're yeah. not doing this we're all sitting down do both. now i got now i gotta be no because now i gotta be talking yes yes like i'm not able to focus on the game like if we've no, already eaten earlier and we did our family talk and conversations then yes i can graze i can get a plate talk. during a commercial no, 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 and sit no, no, down no, no. you got a fellowship during a thanksgiving exactly. meal. exactly zach is right you can think <laughs> in your mind going into this you don't have to talk but when your aunt asks you a question yeah. and you try to ignore it not only will you hear about it that day, it'll be the next day. There'll be something about it in the lead up to Christmas. That won't be let go of. Yeah, when, but if you're talking, that means the food's not that good. If you're not talking, Ooh, that means the food's good. Yeah. But if you're talking and saying how good the food is. That's all you should be saying. That's about it. Kevin, there was one year, one year where it happened where they said, we're going to eat at, we're going to eat it uh, at three. The in-laws and they pause. He paused. Father-in-law paused the game, and while we're eating, like we're in the midst of the process of eating, and everybody's kind of looking and talking to each other and chatting and everything. And I could see on the father-in-law's face, he was just like, "I want, I want to leave this table right now." And I was like, "Why would we do this?" And he kind of gave me the look. Y'all are trying to fit three and one, and we have to eat at a certain time. And I was like, "All right." That game, I don't think we finished it until like nine o'clock that night. Mm. And oh, so it was the Raiders game. And, and yes, I think it was actually <laughs> oh, Kevin's right. party. And he said, "He goes, we will never do this again." And I said, "All right." So from here on, from since then, we've made sure we got it all squared away, so we don't have to interfere eating and talking. And here's the next part of it. And look, I understand the grown-up thing to say is like, "Of course not. I love my family all the same, and everything, and that's great." But is your day impacted? By the result of said game one way or another. Yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, Wait, I, game one? You're talking about game one? Is that what you said? No, the Lions game I don't care about. The Cowboys game. The Cowboys uh, game. I thought you said game one. Is it impacted because of, of the game? game? Like if they oh, win okay, or they One lose. way or another. Like gotcha, the 2-1-4 gotcha. said, if the Cowboys lose, Wolchuk's going to eat angrily. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to be like that post game show is never fun. Oh, that, that first segment <laughs> of the post game after losses is uh, it, it's tough. It, it's Man. very, very tough to be professional. I can understand that. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like okay. that 49ers playoff game, that the 49ers game this year, the Eagles game, which was just an absolute dumpster fire at the end. Mm. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough to get your composure. Probably, by the way, I had some questions about that post-game show because we've, 
we've done this with the with the Rangers. We we would do yeah. extra innings and everything. Yeah, people have thoughts. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, they sure do. You and brought us y'all. I don't. I'm fascinated at how quickly y'all collect your thoughts and ideas on what y'all want to put together. When y- do y'all watch the whole game together, yes. and then y'all are kind of pitching ideas back and forth as you're going along. There's not really pitching. Uh, it's really just we're talking. We're talking during it, so I kind of know a little things about how he feels, uh, what I felt about something. Maybe we've disagreed. And then from that, I'm just kind of topic branching. Uh, it, it's all just going with the flow. And it helps that Brian and I host a show together yeah. every day. So naturally, we just kind of have that cadence down and that understanding. And I kind of know what he's thinking and vice versa. So there's not a lot of prep. We just kind of roll with it. When, I, when I'm when i leaving uh, Old 75 for those away game uh, watch parties that we're doing out there, I always in flip Richardson. it on immediately. Yeah, right there in Richardson off of 75. I always have it on. And that, that gives me great content as I'm rolling through. I'm that. like, man, these guys, y'all, y'all kill it. I really appreciate it. If it does stink, though, let me know and I'll make corrections. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, I definitely you know, will. Brian needs to improve. Okay, gotcha. Now, I wanted to ask her real quick. I have a couple of quick hit Cowboys big deal or not a big deal, right? Okay. Is So I saw the stat in the game notes and I was like, that sounds neat, but does anybody really care about this from the defensive standpoint? For the first time in franchise history, the Cowboys have not given up a 100-yard rusher, a 100-yard receiver, or a 300-yard passer at all through the the first 10 games of the season. Okay, is it important, or do you still look back and go, how'd that work for you against San Francisco and Arizona and Philly to a lesser extent? At least you were, like, right there for that game. Uh, I think I think it's important for the simple fact that like you're making an you're making a concerted effort to limit people from doing something great against you. Now, we've talked uh, a number of times about stats being empty in football games when it comes to wins and losses. But you're giving yourself and and Broadus likes to use this term a lot too. You're giving yourself something you feel you can hang your hat on, and I think that's a, it's an important factor. Of if you're a defensive team, we want to limit these things. We want to keep people from doing certain things against us, and that helps us keep the score low. And that's the big that's the big factor there. So I'm not saying that if it happens, then the season's over. But I think it's an important factor when you go into each game of you're trying to limit them from doing what they do best. It's a pretty fascinating stat. I think a lot of it has to do with the competition and the schedule, which you can't control, but they've played a lot of bad teams. They've beaten the crap out of them. But you're right. The two good teams they played against, they moved the football and had offensive success. So I don't think it's a true reflection on just how good your defense is. I think you got a good defense when you've gone up against two of your better opponents. They've moved the football on you and had plenty of, plenty of offensive success. Marquise Bell led the team in tackles in the last game and looked like a machine like LVE in terms of racking up tackles. Is that a big deal or not? Because just because you get a tackle, I know it's reflected in the stat sheet. Not Obviously not. All tackles are created the same. It's a huge deal. Uh, Marquise Bell has been an absolute revelation this year. I mean, his ability to avoid blocks, uh, and, and a lot of it's his speed. Now, sometimes he's a little undersized. So when teams have success running the football, maybe Marquise Bell could be exploited a little bit. But when you talk about the nose for the football, him and Wanye Thomas both have this in common. Oh, And, I, and I want to see so some close. more Wanye Thomas as well. He was so close to making that big impact play in the last he was. game. They're, they're just, I, I, I love what Marquise Bell has done, and I love the fact that they have the flexibility to do it and the defensive coordinator that can create it and say, you know what, I might not have exactly what I need, but I'm going to go MacGyver, this son of a gun. And that's basically <laughs> what he's doing is just give me a Q-tip and some duct tape and we'll figure this out. And it's I don't think it's the best thing. That's why I'm like, go get this uh, Shaq Leonard guy. I'm, I'm in on it. Uh, because I want to add some size to the position just to give him another tool in the box 
to go to, especially if they decide we're going to run straight at Marquise Bell all day and this guard's going to wipe him out of the game plan altogether, which can happen. I think it's a, I think it's a, just if we can add that element to it. You had it with uh, with Leighton Van Der Esch, you did, but sure. it's missing now. I say the continued continuity for the first time in a while of the offensive line is leading to and will continue to lead to a better run game. Mm. You say yes or maybe not. Uh, I would say I, I don't think it's going to matter against the better, the, the bigger defensive fronts. I'm nervous about the Seattle game. We'll get a good test this week. Uh, but there's like Tyler Biotish is going to struggle against the bigger defensive tackles, regardless of the continuity there, right? Getting Terrence Steele back healthy and playing with more confidence, that's big. And that is ultimately going to yes. matter. But they've talked a lot about the continuity. I'm not saying there's nothing to that on the offensive line, but they've shuffled a lot. They've moved some things around. They did it last year with Jason Peters being put in the lineup, subbed out of the lineup. They had a completely new offensive line uh, starting five against Tampa Bay. In the postseason. So, yeah, I don't know as much about that. I think it's more so against the teams that they're going to play against. And you shouldn't complain to players if you lose a gambling bet on a game. Now, I saw Dak and <laughs> Micah you, always complain. Does that ever happen where you, people are like, I can't believe I lost a bet because of you? But because you like think. Like fans? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because we. But they, it's only been on the internet. Sorry. It's I only been one on the more internet. K, never, Derek. never been in person, though. Nobody will really say that, like. To your face. Yeah. Well, because, you know, the idea is nobody has ever made a bad bet. It's just the players didn't do what they were supposed to Facts. do. Yes. Right? Yeah, isn't yeah. that what... And isn't the over-under on strikeouts and Eric Hall let me down. What the it, hell? It's, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm literally out there thinking about your fantasy team. That's I'm trying to get you that <laughs> extra point. I know point. you are because I texted you before the game. It <laughs> would be a weird... It would be a weird take if Derek's like, yeah, I didn't really care about it as much for my career, or my team. I was just really bummed that I let you down on your wager. Mm-hmm. That would be, be yeah. What think about that? If I did that in an interview, like, ah, oh, why'd you guys lose today? Well, you know, I I saw that I needed one more strikeout, and I knew if I could have got that, it would have helped uh, team the fan uh, win their fantasy Steven league. Steven was going to so hit his just, parlay if I could yeah, yeah, I was trying to out. keep yeah Steven's parlay. Uh, I tried to do everything I could to help. Sorry, I failed. I really hope. Don't that forget that about FanDuel, though. You know, but yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah sorry, <laughs> FanDuel people there, uh, DraftKings. I appreciate you guys for picking me. Sorry, I couldn't get the point. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your- 
your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.